ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhind, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my purpose girl. So a few years ago, I was teaching a class and a woman contacted me right before class started and said, I don't even know if I can take this class because my husband asked me for a divorce and now is trying to keep my kids from me. And she was so heartbroken, understandably, and filled with so much angst and so much anxiety and so much fear and so much sadness. And I'm proud of her because she still took the course, right? Of course, she, I would have given her a pass, no big deal. But it was a course in positive psychology. It's the certification in positive psychology that I do. And as she took the course, it helped her to feel strong. It helped her to get her head around what was happening because she had no one else in her world who had experienced anything like this. A narcissistic husband, lies being told about her, her children being told lies that made them hate her or not want to be with her. And fortunately, she found that class at the exact right time because she said what she really needed was community and didn't know anyone else going through it. Fast forward, while teaching one of my Goddess on Purpose classes, another beautiful woman shared that she had been through the same experience, having nothing to do with the first woman. And I thought, how is it even possible? Like, this is not even a thing I'd ever heard of before. But of course, once said, of course this happens and maybe you see it in movies, but how does it really happen to these beautiful women that I know that I get to work with? And as I was working with this incredible woman who was taking the Goddess on Purpose course, and she shared this about herself, she said, Oh my goddess, you know what my purpose is? It's to help other women who have been through this so that they never have to go through it alone. Like she did and like my former student did. And I am so thrilled to tell you that this incredible woman now has not only found that this is her purpose, but has full on launched community, launched support, for you, for any of your friends, your sisters, your mothers, your cousins, your colleagues at work who have gone through this experience and has created community and is creating community for you, for mothers and grandmothers who are going through this. And I am so honored that she is joining us today for the Purpose Girl podcast. So let me introduce you to Rebecca Knight. She is the founder of Pair Community. She co-founded it with her daughter, Megan Harmon, from whom she had been previously alienated. Rebecca has 20 years in corporate America with experience as a project manager, corporate trainer, agile coach, and university adjunct faculty. She is a certified life coach. 
And as a mother-daughter team, they are cultivating a whole new community to bring a balanced set of voices to people facing this plight of alienation. Providing community and support and tools. And it's incredible and exactly what I wish that the first woman my student had had. So I am honored to bring you this goddess on purpose, this goddess on fire, my soul sister and dear friend, Rebecca Knight. Rebecca, welcome to the Purpose Girl podcast. Thank you, Karen. I'm so honored to be here today. I'm so happy to be here with you. You know, I had the personal privilege of witnessing you on this journey, right? It's like when you came to Goddess on Purpose, you thought that you were going to be doing something else, right? Yeah, absolutely. When I entered Goddess on Purpose, I was thinking that I was taking a like a project management system and bringing it to entrepreneurs. And through the process of learning about my real pain to purpose journey, it was undeniable that what my true purpose in life is to do is to help other women who are facing alienation and men too, as well. Talk to us about what alienation is. Alienation is when people are withheld from from people that they love and care about. They could be uh, rejected from people in their circle and at work. They could be rejected from other family members within their family. It it basically is when someone is forced out of connection with others, if I were to summarize it best. Mm. Forced out of connection with others. It's like when you said that, my whole heart broke. Yes, mine does too still because I was (laughs) very forced out from others that I cared about most and love most in my life. And it's like, you hear that and you think, how could a mother be forced out away from her children? And yet that was your very real experience. Yes, it was, Karen. 20 years ago, I went through a very tumultuous divorce. And through that tumultuous divorce, I was put into a situation where I was separated from my children through the behaviors of my ex-husband and his family. And with that, I was truly disconnected and forced apart from them emotionally and physically in some cases um, as well. Mm. So for a lot of people, Rebecca, listening to this, you know, as our hearts are totally broken, it seems inconceivable. Like, how could a mother be kept from her own children? So can you share what actually happened to you? And knowing that this is super emotional and you're super brave for sharing this and for doing the work that you're doing. Thank you, Karen. Thank you for that. Well, definitely through Goddess on Purpose and ultimately Goddess on Fire, I'm able to be able to articulate this. For years, I would get a frog in my throat and get stuck and I couldn't even talk about it. I was ashamed, like mortified that this happened to me. Embarrassed at my very core. Mm. And so, you know, with, with the bio that you shared about me, I have a very strong IT, technical, corporate career that I have led and whether that was teaching and or running large scale projects, right? So I have this business acumen and 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 forward facing personality that I put out in the world on who I am. But behind that is this person, this ashamed mother mm. who has been dealing with alienation for 20 years. 
So I would put the mask on of everything's great in the world and go out and do what I needed to do to take care of myself financially and things for my children financially while battling this alienation Mm. and challenges constantly coming at me from the alienators in my life. Mm. So I would say that that alone can really hurt a person physically and emotionally. It takes, it drains you. It it completely can take you away from your purpose in life. Of course. I mean, how could it not? Because my full purpose over the last 20 years has been to be reunited and connected with my children. And so I had this parallel track of living and, and working and succeeding in, in my career so that I had some stability and, and you know, I had a moral character and and fiber of who I am that I've been doing my whole business career. So flashback 20 years ago when I was going through my divorce and I was standing in the courtroom and uh, I was just so naive about the process standing there. And when the commissioner put his ruling out for our divorce that my husband would um, be custodial parent and he would get eight days with the children, and I would be the non-custodial parent, get six days with my children. I said, well, okay. I looked at my attorney. What's that mean? Yeah. So well, I didn't know what that meant. And then following that statement, I was um, given child support obligations to my ex-husband Oh. for the Delta in days and salaries at the time. And I went, okay, I have my kids less, and I have to pay child support. At that time, I was full-time employed as a project manager, and I was completing my bachelor's degree, going to school full-time in an accelerated degree program. And I thought a role model for my children. A hundred percent. Yeah. This is like what every kid needs is a mom, like seeing a mom who's like strong and powerful and successful and wanting to better herself and go to school. That's what I thought. (laughs) I was so dumbfounded, Karen. I I just stared at that wall that said justice for all. And I remember I ran out of the courtroom and I ran to the bathroom and I was hysterically crying. And my attorney, she ripped me. I like totally left, totally left the building. I, I felt like I left the planet at that point. I, I thought, how could this be? Yeah. I did. I thought I did everything right. And then the hammer or gavel in this case dropped. If you're willing to share, how did that happen? So what was happening behind the scenes that I was very unsavvy about was um, my ex-husband was going around um, probably through his attorney's advice to go to our neighbors that lived by us um, to have letters written. He even approached my mother and my mother was sick with cancer and she was very um, not well. And so I purposely took my time and kind of backseat with her on keeping her involved with everything because it was really emotionally draining for her and it was not a good place for her to be involved for her health or anything else. She couldn't do anything to change anything. And so he took advantage of people like my mother who was ill and our neighbors to have letters written to state about my character. Mm. 
Yeah. And so my own, my mother has passed since passed. And before she passed, she apologized to me Mm. for what she wrote because she was only hearing the story from my ex-husband because I was purposely not talking to her because I didn't want her to be hurt further about what was happening. And so he basically conned her into writing that I should, I should be seeking mental help because I was making bad decisions and I was mentally unstable. Mm. And that letter probably was icing on the cake. And it wasn't anything that my mom really felt or meant, but he was very persuasive. And I have those letters still. And I, you know, it's just something that can never be taken away. Right. And she was so sad about it, right? But she was victimized also in the process. Mm. And so alienators will look for whatever source they can find to state their case and pitch something that is going to benefit them. Mm. You know, I know your story, Rebecca, and it's like, it's like breaking my heart all over again, right? Because as a mother and a daughter, I mean, you just think, how could someone do this? How could someone do this to you, to your mom, to your kids? And as you said, you were naive to the process. And so fast forward, you lost the majority of time with your kids. You had all these rumors and lies being told about you being mentally unstable. And it's very scary that someone can just create that. And so share a little bit about the journey, just an overview of the challenges you had, because I, I know that what you've done is taken the challenges you had, right? Where there wasn't community, you didn't know how to talk to your lawyers, all that. Share those challenges that now are helping you help other women. So people get a picture of what happened to you over 20 years. Absolutely. So starting with that first divorce decree ruling, looking back on that over the years, I realized that was the first pivotal point that could have changed the trajectory for me and my children. If I would have had different legal counsel and or the right question set to ask and interview the right attorneys to find the right fit, all of that could have been circumvented. So that is where really my passion is coming in right now is, is setting up the proper tools and systems in place for other people that are going through an alienation situation to where they can have that right due diligence up front, be able to vet out their questions, concerns, what their options are. I really didn't know what my options were. I didn't even know I had any options. And so, you know, we can make a lot better decisions in our life, no matter what they are, when we know we have options and when we're well-informed. And that's what I'm setting out to do, Megan and I with the pair community is create that source of information and feedback systems and loops so that someone can be more prepared and come in within a power position and not be undermined from the beginning. So incredible. I mean, Obviously, you know, I talk a lot about pain to purpose and here was this deepest pain and you're like, I remember the light bulb moment in Goddess on Purpose. You're like, oh, this is my purpose. This is what I have to do. And then you're taking the very gaps that you experienced and filling those in for people. So you mentioned pair community. Share what that stands for. Pair community stands for personal alienation is real. 
Mm. And the parental alienation is one form of personal alienation. And so our community really is an umbrella for all personal alienation, specifically targeting parental alienation due to the personal experience that myself and my daughter has had through the last 20 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And beautiful. You're doing this now with your daughter. Yes. And if you can speak for her or what she's told you, what was her experience over the last 20 years? Yeah, Megan's um, experience, you know, has been growing up in an environment of alienation. Um, she missed out on very precious time with me and I with her. And, you know, adolescent experiences that Megan can never get back with me, her mom. Mm-hmm. Like prom dresses and... Yeah, prom dresses. So, you know, that was something that I was committed to was... I. My life was very fragmented. I lived in Arizona, out of state from where the children lived. And during that time in her life, and so I made a lot of trips back and forth, and they came back and forth as well with me, but or to see me. But I uh, definitely, yeah, but there was all, you know, in between those like major events, we missed so much in between. Mm. And so technology wasn't where it was today. It was better. I mean, they had cell phones, but... It wasn't where it is now with all of the video conferencing and things that would also help, which is a great tool and technique that people have now that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. So she was obviously on the other end of this and probably not even knowing like what's happened, where's my mom? And then share a little bit, how did the two of you reunite to now run the pair community together? It is... um such an interesting story, Karen, and I'm glad you asked that because uh, it was so unexpected for me. So through the Goddess on Purpose and and um, Goddess on Fire programs, I was um, working on my voice, just being able to talk about it, right? And so to talk about it is so hard. And that's another reason for the pair community is that you can talk to us. We're your allies and we can help you be able to get your voice out and and understand even what it is. Right. And so I was working through being able to talk about it and understand um, how to convey what I was so most embarrassed about. And so through that process, um, I have moved back to um, the state where my my daughter lives, and we um, actually have all are living together in the same household for this during this transition time. So I have an office space where I've had things up on the wall that I've been working on through the Goddess on Purpose program and Goddess on Fire programs. And it was time to talk about what was on the wall, right? And so I had the um, parental alienation kind of roadmap on the wall you know, typical project manager with a whiteboard, right? <laughs> I love so it. I had my, my whiteboard on the wall and she's like, oh, mom, this is amazing. She said, you know, I, when I look at this, I can see where I experienced it too. And, and I have a voice to share as the daughter. Maybe we could do something together, mom. Hmm. And I'm like, Megan, that would be incredible. I mean, I can't, I couldn't have fathomed that we would be able to, number one, that I was sharing with her what I was wanting to bring out in the world and how I want to help people and why, because it would be telling some of our story, right? Personal stories like I am today. And how would that be received and would that be okay? So Mm -hmm. starting there, right? And then she's just like, 
Yeah, mom, this is so important. I've been hurting, you've been hurting, and we don't want other people to hurt. And I'm like, you're right, we don't. Oh, 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 this is so good. So good. You are so brave. Rebecca, let me just pause here. You are so brave. And I know everyone listening to this can feel it. You are so brave for sharing with your kids, for working on reuniting with them, for putting it on the wall, for moving back with them, like for really stepping forward. And you can't take that time back, but for doing it now forward. And then for turning this deepest pain of yours into purpose. And then how freaking cool that the two of you are doing it together. This is amazing. No, it's like full circle. So such a role model for any of you out there. If you experience this alienation, look at Rebecca and Megan and what's possible to not only reunite, but then to work on projects together and to come together around this. So let's talk a little bit about the different types of alienation. I've talked with you about parental alienation. Talk to us about personal alienation. I would kind of start with two kind of to frame it in two ways. Um, Personal alienation is when a person becomes restricted by others can also be where they become isolated by others. So there are three main categories that we're really looking at within the pair community that that we'll be addressing. And they are around family, workplace, and environmental with COVID. So there's three focus areas. There's more that these are the narrow where we've narrowed, right? And so around family, that's really where the parental alienation comes in. Um, So that can impact spouses. The the parties involved in the alienation would be spouses, in-laws, children, and grandparents. Mm. And there's a few different angles, if you will, with that, um, with alienation, because there's times in which grandparents are alienated from their grandchildren. Mm. So not only how I had been faced with parental alienation as a mother being alienated from my children, but also there could be the grandparent element. And now that I'm a grandparent... I see and I want to stop that cycle of alienation. That is my big why is to stop the cycle of alienation so that my grandchildren don't have to experience and live on what we've been carrying forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that your relationship with your grandchildren isn't determined by the lies that were spread about you, created and spread about you. It gets to be fresh and how beautiful. I can't imagine my mom being alienated from my son. Exactly. Right? And I love just anyone who's listening to this. Rebecca, you do have a beautiful relationship with your grandchildren now, right? I do. It's just phenomenal. It's the best in the world. And I want that for every grandparent. And I'm on a mission. Oh, are you ever? Are you ever? So someone who's listening to this and they're like, okay, I've experienced this or my kids aren't letting me see my grandkids or my ex doesn't, you know, spreading rumors about me. Let's talk about what are some of the techniques that you've done to heal from alienation so that they can learn? Yeah. Some of the techniques that I've had to self-teach myself through this process. Yeah. uh, Really started very first with even the awareness that alienation was a real thing. Mm. 
I didn't know that it was until a decade ago. It was 2010 when a friend of mine had seen a program on TV and they were talking about parental alienation. And he phoned me right away and said, you that's what you've been dealing with. Rebecca. You got to see this. There's a name for it. I said, there is. Oh my gosh, I'm not on this island by myself. I thought I was and it was all me this whole time. Wow. Uh, 10 years. Oh my mm. goodness. I mean, I can't imagine anything more painful than someone keeping me from my child. It was just the most, felt like the Grand Canyon at times being on one end of it and the kids being on the other and just not being able to know how to, to bridge that that gap, that, that huge canyon. Yeah. And so one of the things I did was really, I think, critical was keeping the faith in the future, mm. that there is a possibility of a future reunited with them. As dark as it was at times, but keeping the faith and ways in which I did that was really being mindful of that high vibe attitude about it. I mean, even I'd have to pull myself back up a lot of the times, but, you know, keeping that through in meditation, you know, high vibe music, be, being in nature, a lot of activity to get my mind off it and stay healthy. That was really critical, those three things, mm -hmm. so that I could keep that faith and keep that beacon. Mm. So you've mentioned a few things. I and mean, one, it sounds like, and I know you now have a whole process around this, being aware of and knowing how to work the judicial system is a huge piece. And I know that's a huge piece of what you work with people who have been alienated with. It sounds like one piece is around your high vibe. I love that being high vibe and your own self-care and what you need to do. And as you've thought about this, then how does that translate to the pair community? Tell us what you do in your community what you teach in your course. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're doing is really starting at the beginning foundationally with the first program that we're launching. And it's called Let's Get Real Together. Mm. And the R is about recognize signs. Because early on, we need to know what those signs are, even before maybe the divorce. So it's like trying to back that truck way back up so that we can have prevention mm. where we can. If we can catch mm -hmm. folks early enough, right? Mm. And um, or wherever they're at in that continuum. And then, so the next one is E for explore solutions. What are some solutions to those signs or the, or the symptoms that are there? And what are your options through those? Mm. The A is for actionable inquiry. And the actionable inquiry is where we can really dig deep on creating that action plan that pairs up with those signs and with the solutions so that we can come up with the right tools and techniques to put together to solve the current alienation situation. And the last one is love again, the L. Mm. And this one was the hardest for me over the last 20 years, uh, without a doubt. And it is the most important one for us to move on and come into really our goddess stance and our power stance to take on the alienators in our lives. Mm. Because if we don't love ourselves within and be whole within, mm. we cannot be that rock that we need to be to be reconnected with our children or to, as a grandparent, be reconnected with our grandchildren. It just is too fragile. 
and it's too fragmented. Right. And so this is, I'm really excited about the Let's Get Real Together program because it puts together some core pillars to help someone that might be facing alienation and get in front of it or someone that's on that journey in any continuum Mm. to get out of it and transcend through it. This sounds so important because it's like, I know what you've described is that someone can really get stuck on a hamster wheel with alienation. And probably not even know where to go, right? It's like, you're so on that hamster wheel. You don't even know which, <laughs> you don't even know what you don't know, right? And so the way that you've broken it down is so helpful. Talk to us a little bit about that hamster wheel that people might be stuck on right now. Given that I was on that hamster wheel <laughs> for many years and love to jump back on it, um, I'm very akin to what this experience feels like and looks like. So I'll frame it in the way of if absent of a program like the pair community, the the alienate, which I don't think I've used that term yet. So the Mm. person being alienated against would be the alienate was missing out on a safe haven to align with people whom are dealing with similar situations, right? Or to be able to expand their network with people who have already transcended alienation. Mm. And so without finding who your allies are, And being able to develop the toolbox, it's just too easy to get stuck on that wheel because you're trying patterns of things you think are right or you're guessing. It's really a guessing game. And so that Mm. hamster wheel, you just get caught in your mind and because you don't know where to go and you try something and it doesn't work. And then you can get really depressed or kind of back away and thinking, you know, you're going to lose sight of your faith in the future getting on that wheel. Mm-hmm. And so it's just really important to know if you're on the wheel and, and in that cycle and and know that you have choices to jump off that wheel and that you've got a safe net to, to catch you with the pair mm. community. I love what you're doing. It's so important. I mean, this is clearly now since I know two women and those are just two that I know, right? Meaning two that have told me this is my experience. I know that there are many, many, many more. In fact, I connected you with someone who had emailed me and said, this is what's happening with my daughter. Can you help? And I said, oh, you know, I'm not your right person, but one of my clients is, right? Because this is like, this is her gig. And I imagine as you and I have talked about it, and I remember with the student that I mentioned, her ex was really a, a true narcissist that made her think she was crazy. Right. Like it was crazy making people thinking that there was something wrong with her, which she was like, no, 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 there's something wrong with you. Right. And so narcissism really plays a role here. Yes, it does, Karen. And that was another area that I was very naive to. I didn't realize that uh, the the main alienator involved in my situation has narcissistic tendencies. And so in further research and learning about it, um, knowing that narcissism is a form of personality disorder. And when we were looking at creating the pair program, personality disorders really have a huge impact in alienation situations because when there's a party involved that has one, it really can extraordinarily change the landscape of that alienation. It creates much more chaos. It's highly more, much more complicated and the intensity is greater as well. And that's what um, I have found with with narcissism related specifically in the alienation. Right. Can you tell everyone listening what narcissism is? Narcissism is a 
is really a mental condition where people have an inflated sense of their own importance. Mm. Uh, they have a deep need for excessive attention mm-hmm. and admiration. Mm. And with that, they have a very deep lack of empathy for others. Mm. And that really does correlate when you look at alienation and with an alienator, there is a very much a lack of empathy because whatever they're looking to get out of that situation is about them. It's 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 a mirror back to them as far as what's important to them, not the whole picture because alienation doesn't serve. It's not inclusive. It's exclusive. Right. Alienation is chaotic. It's not harmonious. And alienation forces people apart, right? Right, not bringing them together. And if your ex had a sense of empathy, he'd be thinking about his children, right? And is it good to to take my children away from their mother? Is it good to pit them against her? Is it good for them to think that a mom who goes back to school is making bad decisions? Like, right? So if he had thought about, wait, my children need their mother. And it's like being a narcissist, he wasn't even aware or thinking of them and what they need. So yes, Karen, the fact that he wasn't thinking holistically about the wellness of the children, both mentally and physically at time, well, he was physically, they they were taken care of, mentally around separating me from them versus trying to find a way where we could all be able to live in our new family unit the way it was. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lots of people go through divorce, but they don't have this. Right. Yeah. They don't have this ongoing. And so, you know, over the years, um, I never knew if I would receive a birthday wish, like a call, or I, that I would receive a Mother's Day call or acknowledgement. So for years, I never received a birthday card or any kind of acknowledgement about being a mother. And so as the kids got older, they realized, and so they would call me and tell me happy birthday. They would call and tell me happy Mother's Day. Um, But I was missing that like mother, gratitude as being a mother has Mm. been a big gap for me. And that's Mm -hmm. one thing with the pair community that I'm looking to do is to help other mothers who aren't receiving any gratitude as a mother kind of help fill that gap for them and be compassionate in that space because we need someone to help us during that time when it's not there through Mm. our family. Mm -mm -mm. I I just see you as like the best friend that every single one of these women who are going through it needs, right? It's like you're stepping in as their coach and I just see you like wrapping your arm around each woman and like sheltering her through the process and teaching her and guiding her and creating community and support and sisterhood or brotherhood, you know, just like connection that you're not alone and that this is a real thing and you didn't do anything wrong. And here's what to do with your lawyer and here's what to do, right? Like here's how to take the steps and here's how to like stand up for yourself. Now you've talked about an alpha alienator and you coined that term. What does that mean? Yeah, the alpha alienator, as I was learning more and reflecting more about my experience and the parties involved in alienation within my family, there was definitely another layer of of an alienator involved. And the alpha alienator 
is really someone within the um, the alienation scenario who is that leader of the pack, hence the alpha. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that, that that person is really driving the control over the other narcissist. And it's kind of almost like a team. They're teaming up. And um, that alpha alienator is the one that's kind of setting the pace and tone for that critical judgment, for creating the pressure for increased detachment and estrangement from the alienatee. You know, they are the ones that alpha alienator is the one that's championing their position. Um, And really what happens, it becomes an unfair numbers game because you have two alienators against one alienatee. And it's a power play that is can be extremely intense. Mm. And it is it's just so important to understand the landscape that a person is dealing with for alienation so that you can have the proper strategies to deal with it. I wouldn't have even thought of that, Rebecca, right? Like until I remember one of our coaching sessions in Goddess on Fire, which if any of you don't know what that is, that is my business mastermind for you to know, like, you know, okay, let's get so you're clear on the purpose or like you get even more and more and more clear. And then we like launch you, right? Like that's, that's what Rebecca is talking about in Goddess on Fire. And I remember our coaching session, because I do some one-on-ones as part of it, when Alpha Alienator came to you and you were like, oh my God, like this is a missing piece and what a lot of people don't realize. And I know for you then a big piece of creating the pair community was your own process of forgiveness, right? Self-forgiveness, other forgiveness in order for you to be able to not only heal, but thrive because you're thriving now. I mean, you're living with your daughter. You're super engaged and involved in your grandchildren's lives. You're still rocking your career. You're launching your purpose. You're leading other women through this community. Like you look seriously 20 years younger than when I met you. You're hot as shit. Like y'all got to see her over here. Talk about hot granny. Okay. So like, seriously, seriously, I know you have like an active dating life. Like you're hot grandma over there. And I feel like I saw a lot of that shift come in you when you stepped into forgiveness in a whole new way. Yes, Karen. I I really did. Thank you for all of the the compliments I graciously received, which I'm learning to do through our Goddess on Fire program. Yay. Well received. Forgiveness was one that I had the most resistance to. And I've learned through this year from 2020 into 2021, through a lot of reflection and introspection about that what we resist most is probably what we need to be addressing. Mm. Well, not probably, it is. (laughs) There's no probably about it. It's like, you know, try or do. So Mm -hmm. we must do our forgiveness work. And through that Forgiveness work is when so much of my voice was released. I was still having a very difficult time being able to speak about alienation and what I had been experiencing and what my pain was for my children and my grandchildren around it. And so my forgiveness work, what I found that worked very well for me was to go back to a lake back in my town that I had been from that I used to have happy memories in. And around that lake. And I went and threw rocks. I got rocks and I threw rocks and I threw rocks. And through throwing the rocks and that physical activity and talking into my phone and speaking what I needed to speak um, to forgive the alpha alienator in my life and my ex-husband and 
both to my children um, as well, just to get everything out about I was even apologizing for my role in things mm. that I did that I didn't know that I was doing something that could have caused a, a path to go down the wrong way because of my ignorance or my naivete, certainly not maliciously on my behalf. Mm-hmm. And so through that forgiveness work, it just broke free. And I've been able to speak and put this program together. My writing has just been flowing mm-hmm. after that forgiveness work. And I still go back to the lake and I still throw rocks. Or mm-hmm. if I'm somewhere else, I find another lake and I throw rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You created your own forgiveness process. And I know it's part of what you teach in the pair community and in your course that it's like there's this piece that's very tangible in terms of here's what you're going to need for the judicial process and lawyers and how to understand your position. And there are these other aspects, as you said, the love aspect, the, you know, in, in let's get real. And I know forgiveness is a piece of that and witnessing you go through it yourself and then now teach it is so incredible. Now, I know May is a significant time and that's why we're releasing this podcast when we are. Why is May such a significant time for you? May is very significant for the pair community. May is actually the National Mental Health Awareness Month. And personal alienation is often a hidden mental health issue. Mm. So, and and it manifests itself in different ways. Um, For me, you know, I was a person that really hid behind my masks, you know, thinking there was something wrong with me. You know, I manifested it in being embarrassed and and ashamed of the situation. Mm-hmm. 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 And one of the main goals of the pair community is to bring greater awareness of that emotional impact that alienation has on people, both, you know, from being an employee in the workplace. I often had employers that worked with me on my travel schedule back and forth to see my kids and be there. I had a hard time confiding in what I needed because I was so ashamed. I just, you know, and so I kind of dance around it all the time. And I never really felt open to talk about it. And I want employees to feel open that they can talk to their employers about what's going on so they can partner because it does impact performance and it can impact productivity. Um, How could it not? So, yeah. yeah. So beautiful. So what an important time for the pair community and to truly launch and to truly be out there. One thing you mentioned, Rebecca, that I want to circle back to, you mentioned that COVID has created a form of alienation. And that's one that I think everyone can relate to. Can you share a little bit more? Yes. With COVID and just the um, environmental shifts in where we are in proximity to others, uh, I really see the impact with people from that detachment from what had been their old normal, that separation and estrangement from others. And so all of those things, detachment, separation, estrangement, are types of alienation situations. And so due to that isolation in that way, I really see the pair community being able to help and serve folks who are feeling that sense of detachment and aloneness as well, because it is it is a form of being alienated from people. Mm. So we're a very inclusive community across all types of alienation. Mm. So powerful. So the pair community, which I know you have a free Facebook group, that's the community, right? Right. And we'll have the link in the show notes. 
that community, and by the way, it's P-A-I-R again, uh, anyone looking for it on Facebook right now, that community is really a place for anyone who's feeling any sort of alienation, any sort of disconnection from others to receive support and receive tools and receive guidance and receive connection and receive love and have that Rebecca hug around you and, and love through it. Absolutely. And we're, we're here with open arms, Megan and I, to help people transcend alienation. Mm, so powerful. I love that you guys are doing it together. Is there anything else about how the community is structured or about the Let's Get Real program that you want to make sure that listeners know? Oh, yeah, there is. So Megan and I will be offering both Facebook Lives and various Zoom events uh, throughout each month. So each month we will offer new ones and they will really be in support of our community members and education-based opportunities to connect. So it's really going to be a, a platform to stop in when whenever someone is in need of a little bit more connection mm. or information. Um, and we'll be targeting specific topics, you know, by each month. Mm, so good. So good. And just out of my curiosity, what would you say Goddess on Purpose and Goddess on Fire gave to you to get here? Yeah, the first word immediately when you were asking the question was clarity. Mm. Clarity and confidence followed with that. Because until I could really get my, I had the clarity for quite a while with Goddess on Purpose and then going through Goddess on Fire, I was able to get confidence and be able to actually speak my voice and do what I'm doing today. I never a year ago would have thought I could be doing what I'm doing today, let alone my daughter and I are partnering up as co-founders of the pair community. I'm just ecstatic and I'm over the moon. <laughs> it makes me so happy, right? Like a year ago, you joined Goddess on Purpose exactly one year ago. Like we didn't even know each other. No. And so in one year, you went from in a strange relationship, for the most part, you know, more is more or less from your daughter, from your kids living in a different place. Now you're living with them. You got this clarity of your purpose. You've launched this whole program that you're launching, the Let's Get Real Together program. Like, look at you and you're doing it with your daughter. This is like amazing. Yes, it is amazing. And I want this connection for all the mothers and grandmothers and everyone who's dealt with alienation to feel what I feel today. And I'm here to help you do that. Yes, you are, sister. Yes, you are. Everyone out there, if alienation is something that you are experiencing or someone you love is experiencing, just like Rebecca's friend heard that one TV show and said, Rebecca, you have to listen to this or watch this. If you're listening and you have a friend or you have a cousin or someone who's been through this and going through this, reach out to them and say, you have to hear this and send this episode to them. Connect them with the pair community, connect them with Rebecca. She's a certified coach. She's beautiful, genius. You can tell has a heart of gold and has all the tools that they need, that you need to move through alienation into inclusion and self-love and self-respect and having what you want in life. Rebecca, you're incredible, incredible, incredible. We have it in the show notes. Where would people find you? People will find us at pair-community.com mm. as well as our pair community on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter. Amazing. So we have links to all of that in the show notes. Love, 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 love you. Okay, so Rebecca, you know that 
the last couple of minutes of the Purpose Girl podcast, I always do something called the Purpose Power Play Round. And it's when I ask very random questions and whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is the correct answer. Okay. What's your favorite activity with one of your grandchildren to do? A monkey dance party. A monkey dance party? Yes. What is a monkey dance party? There's a Coldplay song that has, they have monkeys in their video. And it's a very high vibe song that I personally love and listen to to keep my vibe up. And I introduced it to my granddaughters. And every day we do monkey dance party and we start with the Coldplay song. And it's with video and we dance. I've known you for a year. How is this the first time that we've talked about a monkey dance party? You know that I dance in every single, right? Every class of Goddess on Purpose, every class of Goddess on Fire, we dance in. That's how we start. And this is the first time I'm hearing about a monkey dance party. I want to have a monkey dance party. Best kept secrets. I guess so. Let's not keep it a secret anymore. Now we all want to have one with you. Please make that one of your Zooms. We all want to come. Okay. We will. The granddaughters would be happy to do that. Yay! I love that. I love that. And what about with your daughter? What's something you love doing with her? We love going to get our pedicures together. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) So fun. And I bet in all those years of alienation, you thought you were never going to have a pedicure with your adult daughter. Oh, yeah. You got that right. How beautiful and amazing right? Something so simple that I know that I've taken for granted having a pedicure with my mother. I can see just in the look in your eyes right now, how special that is. Thank you for reminding all of us of that. All right. Last question. What is one thing you want every woman to know? I would like every woman to know that you have the right to feel whole within and to live your best life. So beautiful. A woman, sister. I feel that in every cell of my body, total chills. You're whole and you have the right. And I know you didn't feel like you had the right for a long time, Rebecca, but you do. Rebecca, you are a role model. You're a role model for me. You're a role model for your daughter, your granddaughters. You're a role model for every woman listening that you really can take the crappiest of crappy situations, grow, get courageous, become strong from it and turn it into purpose and be out there living your own best life. I freaking love you, woman. Love you too, Karen. Oh, thank you. I receive. Rebecca, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on the Purpose Girl podcast. I know everyone is going to want to go find you and connect other people with you. Everyone out there, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Purpose Girl Podcast. If you loved it as much as we did, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, hit the subscribe button. That is how we grow the Purpose Girl Podcast. It's how I can continue getting amazing guests, how more women find us. Leave your five-star review. It literally takes 30 seconds for you to write one sentence, and that is helping women all over the world find us, grow with us, and grow themselves That's how you change the world one woman at a time. Of course, if you haven't joined the Purpose Girls Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Literally, we are almost 4,000 women strong and every week I do a Facebook Live and almost every day post a prompt on there and you will continue, if you love the podcast, you'll continue to thrive and grow with it. So join both of our communities, the Pair Community, Purpose Girls Community, and we are so excited to support you, sister. With that, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.